everybody, and welcome to the RUScreening.com podcast. I am your host, uh, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, it's the Magnificent Seven. Uh, this week is, uh, we're, we're crazy busy this week. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's some news. Uh, mostly the news is, um, I, I, I've got some news. Don't Do you got news? shake your head I'm at me. To, like, I didn't know any news. There's kind of some news. The only thing about the news is that uh, it's the actual week of, you know, fall TV show premieres. Right. So that's a lot of that's the news. A, that's a ton of subsequent news. Um, yeah. But yeah, there we, we've got some news. But also, we're going to run through the shows right. uh, that came out really quickly. We're not going to go into a lot of detail. You know, go to the website and see the full reviews the and everything. But we'll give you like the rundown. And uh, then, so then we've got the Magnificent Seven, and then we do actually have our critic takedown. Yeah. Um, which for me is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'm going to give a. Uh, pre shout out right now steve in buffalo new york uh, sent us this <laughs> and uh it's funny because um so i'll 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 let part of the cat out of the bag or whatever it's entertainment weekly that oh, uh I love entertainment that weekly. we are taking down and uh w- what's funny about it is uh, uh steve sent us an email and commented about the fact that uh, whenever we talk about the critic takedown, we, you know, we usually talk too long, maybe about what? about uh, podcast the <laughs> about the you know the prerequisites, right? Oh, like, oh okay. Like right. it can't just be that they have the opposite view, blah 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 blah. Right. And uh, so, like his 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 email, he mentioned that stuff and everything, and he goes, "I hope this counts." She didn't even review it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. So it was awesome, and yeah. uh, he's like, "I would say that this is a bad review, right? But it's not even a review. So does that count, or you know, it whatever, could. something to that effect?" <laughs> and it was funny, and uh, it's it's uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Oh, right. That's a film we love. And uh, I'm going to throw this out too because we we did not like that movie, right? And uh, now, in fairness, I guess. Um, we'll pretend this is fairness. Uh, like on Metacritic, this review is is listed at 75. Uh, really? The official rating is a B, right? Because that's how okay. enter- that's, that's a, how they do it. That's yeah. how Entertainment Weekly goes, and Metacritic translates everyone's whatever into a number, yeah. and then make it up if they have to. It, actually, right, they if, do. if they don't, if a person uh, uh, they don't give a number, whatever place doesn't actually yep. have any number system at all, they then, tone then they just make something up, yeah. which I think is gotta suck as a job. <laughs> you, you have to you, read you all get, the things I mean, that go. You yeah. meant eight <laughs> if you think of it or like whatever court, right? on a scale of like one to ten or one to one hundred, you're in trouble. Just do one to four and then right. multiply by four. You know, right? So. And uh, and I do have to say, I'm going to throw this out before we even get to it. Uh, because I'm going to tease you like crazy about this critic takedown. Yeah. Apparently okay. is what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. Yeah. Gave this, it this is a hundred. Shut up. Mike and Mike and Dave. This is on. Is Medi- it a real? Is it a real hundred? Like you it's on Medi- It's on Metacritic as a hundred. I don't know. I, did, I didn't. Francisco I didn't Chronicle, go to them. Four I, four? I don't even know if they I rate will. it. I have to. Say uh, I, I have not checked on that. That is aspect of horrible. it. But. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, so so the Metacritic score is slightly skewed. 
with, <laughs> at this point. With it, that if anybody, group. you know, I remember our scores from that because that wasn't that long ago. No, I no, no. That's, you but, you gave it a two, and I gave it twice that. I gave it a four. Yeah, I so, I couldn't stand it. And, and I thought it you were like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, I was I was all right with some of the giggles. Right, sure. Okay, so um, and uh, I should throw out before we jump into this, uh, Magnificent Seven, you know, did obviously take the box office. Right. Uh, Storks is also out this week. Did I, you see that? I did see that. Did see and uh, how'd that go? It, it's really good. It's very weird. Because um, it looks fun. <laughs> it's fun. Um, and you know, there's a lot of it that I like. Andy Samberg is the head stork right. person. And so he's good. Right. And, and uh, I like him in general, but he does a good job with the voice acting, I think in this, um, but it's very weird. It's almost like uh, if we suddenly decided to kind of update Rankin and Bass stuff. Right. Okay. Like, you know, know what that means. they're so, weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, especially, especially, strange. especially some of them. Right. right? Uh, some of the, super classic ones are only like a little weird. Right. I guess, but they, you know, there's others and they're weird. I mean, they're, they're about weird stuff. There's a part in storks where suddenly for no reason, like this wolf pack is chasing them. Yeah. And they uh, magically can do stuff like pack shape of a boat, (laughs) right? Because they need to go on the water and then the wolves all just like form up and they like, make a bridge at one point yeah. maybe like the wolf bridge and and it's and it's just so screwy yeah. it's like That's nonsensical weird. weirdness strange. but it it is fun and it has a a cool story and yeah you know yada yada um All right. it, it wasn't like the next best animated movie you've ever seen but it was uh it, it was fun i liked it better if this means anything to yeah. anyone than secret life of pets which was also you, pretty good you thought that was pretty yeah. yeah. So uh, I saw an animated movie. I saw Sausage Party. Oh God! And watched. And my, you loved and it. Watched my girlfriend cringe in uh, like embarrassed horror, N- not not in a prudish way, but just in a. I think it was. Uh, I think it was in an overwhelming barrage of sexist vegetables and fruit way. If that makes any sure. sense. Sure. That's just, a way. That's I, I, watching it, I just can't believe that one of my closest friends took his like 10-year-old kid to it uh-huh. and didn't have to explain the birds and bees. And didn't, and didn't run away. And, right. And didn't do anything. And he said there was didn't someone, leave. He said there was a father. And of course, it was a father. But he said there was a father who brought like his 8-year-old daughter to it. And within like 10 minutes, they were rushing out. And he's like, that probably should have told me something. Right. I could have taken that hint, but uh, I decided against. Anyway, so jumping into news, um, just really quickly, because like I said, there's there's not enough and there's too much. Right. Because, uh, you know, I could just say a whole bunch of stuff about TV shows. Right. That would be the news. Um, So some of this goes back a little bit. And if you're like really up on news. It's slightly old, but uh, there's new Magnum PI series coming, and it's going to have a uh, a, a woman. Right. It's going to be about actually Magnum's daughter, right. who also goes by Magnum. Right. Well, that's because it's so her it's Magnum. Name. So so yeah, the Thomas, name is Magnum. Magnum. Right. Yeah, that was his name, and and uh, his his I'm okay with that. his daughter apparently comes to. Uh, like take over his okay. because he's old. Tom Selleck gonna make a cameo in the in the opening, uh, like handing it off. That would be pretty you would, awesome. You would think he would have to just hand for him a check the, for that to like, be the story. Yeah, 
You would think that would I have would to because that. what else would they do? Right. Have they would over, just they would just grave. refer to him right, a yeah. lot. Right. Okay, yeah, he's he's not dead. Right. He's not supposedly dead. The, you know what the funny problem is? Look, just I'm not trying to hijack all this, but you bring him in in the pilot to hand it off to her, and he goes like, "Hey, I'm going to Maine because I want colder temperatures." Right. Something. And then you have that spinoff. But then if she's ever in trouble, she's got to call her dad. Yeah. Like he's he knows it all. He's got to be on file to be like you know, the brain to get her out of stuff. Right. And then maybe, maybe that opens a box. They don't want to go in. That's right. And then know. the long arc of the show is that it turns out he's a bad guy. Right. He, be, he becomes a bad guy. <laughs> that, that's and then she, for. he's like, Dr. puts Evil. together the thread. It's like right? the cat and exactly. holds the metal glove. I think that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, and, new shows. And, and I'm sorry. And that's oh, at least, in at least a, in a complimentary way, I like that idea much better than just recasting the somebody. Just, yeah, straight like reboot. Or recasting someone, and if it was a Caucasian, throw in an Asian person or an African. Like, don't just do it because the political climate says so. Just because you just because you feel like you're patting yourself and on the back. that's a good reason. Yeah. Make it a woman. That's that's okay. Now you got my ire up cuz I'm like why do you got to just do that? But hey, it's his daughter. I'm like, cool. I'm good with that. Right. I'm totally good. Now with it's that. a story. Now, I'm now it's a story right. instead of just you exactly. trying to tick off tick off boxes and go this many women, right. this many, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh okay, speaking of shows, uh A&E is developing a show with Leah Remini. That's a Scientology show, so that'll be fun. Now there's there's not a lot of information about that, obviously. Yeah. um, At this point, because you know this is uh, supposed to all be a a big surprise. You don't want to. They can't tell you anything, or else there's no point showing it to you, right? They can't just like release a thing. But apparently, supposedly, it's it's been filming for a while. Yeah. It's like in in production, and you know who uh, who knows what it's about. Is it like some weird documentary show is she right. know, making a sitcom no right. i mean no. Right. <laughs> that <laughs> would be, be awesome too those wacky scientologists like the sitcom that'd be good yeah no but uh apparently it's been going for a while it's supposed to come out i think at the beginning of the year there is when it airs so that's yeah. you know that's who knows. i kind of like the idea that uh you know there's there's several people who have you know, left Scientology and then been kind of vocal about being opposed to it and why they left or whatever. But, you know, it's like a couple of weeks and you never hear from them again. Just life moves on. I kind of like the fact that, you know, if she's going to be pissed, you know, then she's going to be pissed. Right. And she's going (laughs) to, she's going to actually take kind of a, right. You messed with the wrong person stand. They were going to have a group (laughs) That is, uh, make sure that you're so vocal about famous people being in it and stuff. And right. whatever famous person is in it, you know, takes whatever chance they can to mention it or something like that. Then you get the flip side of that right back at you, right? <laughs> if right. you piss somebody off, they're going <laughs> to tell everyone. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and again, new shows. There's So there's a lot of shows. For some reason, a bunch of new show news came out. Um Amazon is making a new show called Toy Wars, a new animated show that yeah. takes place in the world of 80s toys, whatever yeah. that means, and it's uh, Hasbro versus Mattel Toys. Oh, so it's all G.I. The Joe Toy Wars, versus, like He-Man, know, He-Man and, and who knows? Uh, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Some, some wacky show. If it's a show that kind of is 
almost like in the vein of like Lego, right? Like the Lego sure. movies or, or some screwball or thing. Or even like, robot chicken. If it's screwball enough, right. it could be if it's quirky, interesting, it could go, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, actually, brand new news, uh, or, news, or at least really recent news. There's a Will and Grace reboot apparently coming. I didn't hear that. Okay. So, yeah, that was just like earlier today. Huh. Uh, and at this point, you know, it's so new that it could not be true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only funny because that's totally true. Yeah, like, that's it, absolutely true. It's uh, it, it's really like hot off the presses. And at this point, you know, who knows? Right. Uh, I'm not claiming any truth to that right. in any that's way. Right. Uh, and uh, also fairly recent news, Matt LeBlanc signed a yep. two-year deal with Top Gear. Yep. So that's, you know, can you imagine a, a fairly goofy show about cars that has more weird drama and shit going on right. with it? I mean, it's then, yeah, it's bizarre. It's, it's like people getting fired, people getting you, rehired. You Matt LeBlanc that. hates the other person. Yeah. And then so that won't work out. He supposedly wants him fired maybe that's not true now he signs again have Whatever. fun watching that tell me if it's any good i'll i'll take that no out. i've never watched it yeah i'm not gonna watch uh, it. i've n- i've never watched it's an episode of it not, for the not in the not the british version not the u.s version not right. the whatever keeps it doesn't spinning matter. around yeah. i couldn't care less <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, right. there's no one there you we are in agreement there. I, I, it's like if you purposely me. created a show just right. for me to not watch it right that would that would be the show yeah um unless anyone listening likes it and then it's awesome right that's my we favorite love it. it's my favorite show Ten. uh okay and then uh itv just signed on uh to have Britain's Got Talent and X Factor in England. Right. Right. Uh, so that Simon Cowell can have more billions more, of dollars through yeah. 2019. So wow. those shows are at least around for, here. for a yeah. really long time. Yeah. yeah. And then, and you know, it's just weird. Now he comes back, he's on America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, the thing I hate about that show and and every show i actually really like i actually really like america's got talent it's got times where it's good um but you know the reason america idol i i think yeah uh you know crashed is the same thing that i can't stand about america's got talent and that is that the judges are so freaking pandering nonsensical except Simon. you know this is the this is the year right yeah this is the best talent we've ever had yeah. and it's like well whoever they pick and send forward they just have to keep saying that they're awesome right. because what are they gonna say yeah um you're good enough yeah you you suck yeah, yeah, now yeah. i thought you were good right. but you know I, and i just <laughs> and that american idol got progressively worse at that over it's, over like the last six seasons yeah until like the last two seasons, it was just. Did that change though? Isn't Simon Cowell supposed to be the one that like, while Paul Abdul and everybody else is like, yeah, man, you're great. Yeah, he's, looking, he's just like, look, you're all right. He's the problem. He's pretty. He's pretty hard on people he's in so the good. earlier rounds, okay. but the later it got, the less I liked him. Oh, and and there were there were some acts that he would at least say, you know, this is not great or right. whatever. But I don't know. Even he. He felt felt like yeah. he sold out a little. Yeah. Like I can't wait for the final season, which is there's no more talent. Right. Like they have literally found every talent. Americans out of talent. Everywhere. That's that's the, and that's it. That's, that's what, the that's show the they need. Right. Yeah. No talent. That would be a good show. Anyway, uh, okay, we gotta like get through the 
news for God's All sake. Right, hit the news. Uh, <clears throat> other big news, California passed a law about IMDb. Uh, I imagine people have heard about this, but it's, you know, yeah, it, it's pretty new. California passed a law that IMDb has to take down right. actors ages on request. Right. Like if you tell IMDb and it's, you know, I, I don't know how the state of the world exactly comes together on this stuff, but yeah. it seems like the dumbest thing. It is truly ever. the dumbest thing because it's almost like the state of California governing body who passed this. They don't know how the internet works. Well, like it's it's out there. Well, it's both, and right? it's already it, everywhere else. It, it's, and like it's, that's such a weird it, thing. It, it's stupid in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, the initial way is just that California thinks that it can pass laws right. about what happens on the internet, <laughs> yeah. and then that means something. Right. And but it's also stupid because you know all the people. I mean, like SAG after was way behind this, wanted it, pushed yeah. for it. Yeah. But it makes no sense. I mean, it's like now we've uh, fixed age discrimination in Hollywood. But like, you know, check that box off. That's done. (laughs) We're all set there because because now IMDb won't put your age if you ask them to not do it. I want to see the actor or actress that requests it and has the age removed. And then I'm like, now you're dumb. And and you're really dumb. And you know what's weird about it, too, is that. Like IMDb, and it's not like it's just IMDb. No, it's I know. internet it's sites, but it's right. but it's really actually IMDb <laughs> because it's the only thing that really matters, right. Right? right? It's like if we start putting everyone's age on areyouscreedy.com, no one's right. gonna go, hey, there's a law, dude. You should do that. I want to see you get the takedown notice. <laughs> yeah, that would. I'm gonna be get. Awesome. I'm gonna get the cease that. and desist or yeah, violation of California law or whatever. You might get like Nicole Kidman at the front door. But, like, but what's but what's kind of funny read? about it yeah. too, right, is that IMDb's response or like the response of you know whoever, <laughs> whoever that in, is. in in putting forward the the, I guess you know I don't know because it's a law. It's right. not like there's a court thing <laughs> happening and they could be the defense or right. whatever. It's just, but their response is so like, um, what? Right. Like they don't even know how to have a yeah. response. Right. They're like. But it's right. just a fact about yeah. the world. Right. I mean, we're not saying it. And, they, and so and utterly – It'll be taken off height. Yeah. You know, they'll be like scrubbing any movie they don't like. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Running through quickly other things. Hulu is uh, announced that they're developing virtual reality shows. Yeah. So that's big news. Take, right take that for uh, what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means or what they're going to do with it or how you get it or whatever, but – they just want you to know that it's coming. Right. Uh, Julia Roberts is uh, going to play uh, PTA mom Kelly Peters in an upcoming movie. So this is uh, the story of you know the the mom who had planted right. dope in her car right. or whatever, and then <laughs> and then so she was like you know arrested and the whole thing, and then it turns out that we have right clear evidence that it was planted and i don't even know the story exactly but it's almost it's it's like she's on film doing it or something there's something that you know that might not be it but there's some some crazy obvious uh evidence that she totally planted it right and so now there's a book about it and we're turning that into a movie and julia roberts will be the pta mom who gets Mm -hmm. drugs planted on her. So that's coming your way. And uh, finally, Universal uh, bought the rights to Joe Hill's Snapshot 1988. Right. Right. So that will be coming your way, which is kind of awesome. 
going to be fun. And, and actually it's just cool whenever anything right. that he does, because, uh, because it's such weird stuff. It's yeah. so like out of the ordinary, yeah. uh, um, it, whether it turns out great or not great right. or people love it or don't necessarily love it, but it's, you know, it's so out there outside the mainstream and right. yet not some indie student film that right. somebody's right. going to be made where that's the only place you can get yeah. offbeat stuff. Anyway, that's weird. so that's the news. And uh, uh, now it's, it's uh, down to TV shows and we have to run yeah. through these really quick. Uh, I, I don't know. Pages. I don't, I have notes everywhere. Like I know. A crazy person huge, because the producer didn't this. come in today. Yeah. And so it's all down to <laughs> it's me. It's all down to you. And you, if you only did this with the list at the end of the year, this would be fun for you. Like, cause you like this. I see the joy in your face. I like having notes. You love having the notes. Yeah. The list, look at the list of the shows. The it's notes are great. It's just a list of shows. It's just a these list the ones of you the like? shows. No, the this is just the, the shows that have, uh, have come out. Like, no. I like this or like, okay. No, I'll tell you if they suck, but, but no, <laughs> right. the list is just, it's just, all right. All right. Get off my back. Right, here we go. List. List. Uh, okay. So a ton of stuff. Uh, came out this week, but not necessarily everything. And right. this is not taking into account uh, the not the cable networks or various things. Um, Sci-fi had a show that came out already. It's got like another show coming out. There's all kinds of, you know, even like the CW has some stuff coming out in October or whatever. Yeah. But this is just like the big, the big name thing. So, okay, first Kevin can wait. So it's Kevin James. He's uh, basically rebooting his own show, right. in a sense. Right. Except that he's a retired uh, he's a retired cop now, and the show basically is like right at the start of being a retired cop with his group of retired cop buddies, and uh, you know he's right. got his wife who's not Leah Remini. <laughs> right. To a certain extent, <laughs> she looks like Leah Remini. Uh, like no, no uh, right. I mean, I guess like if you were describing her to the cops, cause she, you know, stole something from you, yeah. you, you know, they might, might, they might pick up either person, okay. <laughs> except, that's weird. except that that's I think strange. she, she's, she's a fair <laughs> amount taller, but oh, other, okay. other than that yeah. anyway, but, uh, you know, the show's okay so far. Yeah. Um, the first episode of it, it it's, it's really it's really like if you just really miss King of Queens, King, really King of Queens, yeah, you want new and you go, yeah, let's have some more yeah. of that. And his, right. his basic kind of, you know, patter that, right. that is his comedy in that show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not necessarily going so hard on the weight, but it's still a big thing that we're playing for laughs. Right. So, I don't know. It, yeah. it, it's, it's very, it's, me- very it's very mediocre. Yeah. Really. Uh, the good place is, uh, the, the one about, uh, accidentally going to heaven oh, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, Ted Danson is, <laughs> is whoever he's like, we don't right. really say all they say is that, all religions got it about 5% right, right of what it is that happens when you die. Right. And, uh, and then we have the woman who really was not a nice person, but finds herself accidentally in the good place. Right. And you don't want to go to the bad place right. and all the, and you know, hilarity ensues and it's, it's, 
it's quirky and goofy and it's actually it's really good yeah i mean it's it just, looks just weird enough to be fun yeah it's it's part it's on the silly side yeah. kind of but it's right. like screwy and fun and uh ted danson's actually really awesome in it and he's he's really i think a guy that you you need someone who's like ted danson right you can't take his character and just give it to anyone. You need someone who has, you know, tons of experience being in sitcoms right. and can do the character he has to do in like just the right way right. because it, it could really go off the rails yeah. and, and be crap if yeah. he's, if he's not on you know? given like, yeah. you know, it's a weird character and you have to play it exactly right. So, so anyway, that one's really good. Uh, Bull is on uh, CBS and and it's just awful, but it's not the worst new show. Ooh, ooh, because <laughs> I thought uh, Bull was it. It no, okay. it it is. Uh, Maybe I'll know it when I hear it. It's almost kind of sad. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Bull will last. In a perfect world, I would say it. There's no way it will last, apart from like maybe people like hate watching it you right. know like watching it yeah. because it's so bad right. that it's like entertaining yeah but uh he is he's supposed to be dr phil uh in his early career as like a trial manipulator right. whatever he is like right. he analyzes the jury while the trial's going on before the trial's going on he will figure out everything about their lives so that he can tell you the exact story to say and if it has nothing to do with nothing right. to do with like yeah. evidence and stuff. Right. And the pilot episode, they even like come out the the person has their lawyer who's the jerky lawyer, whatever, sure. who's just yeah. kind of going, they have no evidence at all. Right. And you know, Dr. Bull right. is is like, you think that matters to anything? Right. Like I don't need evidence. And then you yeah. wa- and then you watch the whole show and you go, and this case, it kind of does. Yeah. Like, what a <laughs> like, name for a show. You just, you don't, yeah, you don't call it. It's fun. really weird. I, I don't know where that name care. comes from either. It's not like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's his nickname from those days. Um, then we got Scream Queens is yeah. not new, but right. it's the second season. And uh, similarly, we've got American Horror Story, which right. also not new, but right. then is new works year. under the theory of right. kind of being a, completely different show yeah uh both of them are fantastically stupid yeah so if yeah. you if you like it and you're entertained like scream queens is like even like another level scream queens goes far enough that it can easily be fun to watch because it is like right. going not not even like in a mean way but in like right. that's what they're trying to do way like they are just trying to be so over the top and goofy and ridiculous yeah. that if you play along with that it can be kind of a right. fun show right. and uh, even it, what i think is cool about that show anyway is that uh, the new season kicks off with them just going look <laughs> Here, this, this, is, this is this how is what it's gonna freaking do, yeah. ridiculous right. and goofy it is I mean, it's like it's like a cartoon yeah. that they put real people in right you haven't liked american horror story since the first season if you liked that i liked um, i liked, liked the liked first season right. pretty good it's been declining. i thought the second season was okay yeah i thought the second season was like watchable was asylum, right then it was a coven and the third one was um was it circus and then coven no the circus was, was four the Last, last one? I'm missing one. Was yeah, I don't. One. I don't even know. 
Yeah. I know that uh, big fans here. I, uh, yeah, I know that the first one was pretty good, yeah. and I was interested in it, right? And wanted to know what they were going to do. The second one was not as good, but it was watchable. Um, the yeah. second one was like the the weird prison. It was the asylum. The, yeah, the pri- yeah, right. And the third one, I was kind of losing interest, and it they it felt like they weren't trying as hard, right? The fourth one, they decided to like just think everyone's stupid for watching it. I don't right? know what the fourth one. I don't know. The fourth one and the fifth one were both unwatchable messes. Yeah. <laughs> and and this one is like right on par with that. It's but it but yeah. it's got its weird new spin of being a kooky TV documentary. Right. So you're watching the clips of the real people. Right. And then you watch the stuff happen, but it's just the reenactment. It's and it's yeah. you know other other stars right. other like real people who are who are just in the reenactment show or whatever and it's just goofy and the the thing where this one has gone even worse for me than even the previous ones that I didn't like yeah. is that it's really boring right it, it, the other ones were bad but they weren't boring this right. one is like we're watching these people talk like forever for right. no reason and you'll do it cuz it's on TV right Pretty much. So uh, we love that. Okay. Um, next is This Is Us. This is the show that is uh, uh, basically people like Parenthood and right. don't want it to not be on. Right. So we made this show. Right. And actually, it, it's not bad. It's just that it's, uh, you know, I can't say I liked it very much, but th- this is a show basically, and it's got like the big twist, which already happened. So I could tell you what it was if I wanted to, but I don't really care. Huh. Um, it has like a big twist in the first episode and I just don't know where they're going to go with the show because, uh, I, I don't, I don't know much like parenthood actually when, when parenthood I just said, I wasn't going to say all what right. the twist well, is. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Well, all tell right. me after. Tell me after. Well, fine. I can say, cause it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's already, it's already happened. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, the twist is so the, the twist is that one of the people we're watching is actually the parents of the other people. And we think it's all happening at the same time. But then at the end, we reveal that they're like in the seventies and we've got the three other people that we're watching two of them the whole time we know are brothers. Right. The other one is, uh, so they're like twins and we know that the whole time and it's a brother and sister. And the other person that we're watching, um, it doesn't seem to be related at all, but he turns out to be the, in the previews, you see him like go find his father and say, you're my biological you're my dad. dad, whatever. Yeah. And you abandoned me on a fire step or whatever. Yeah. And it turns out that there, he's the adopted brother of them. And it huh. all happened on the same night when the other people <laughs> that we don't know are in the past. Right. Right. Uh, they go to the hospital. She's pregnant with triplets. One of them doesn't make it at the exact moment that the doctor says, we've got this baby who was abandoned. You could still go home with triplets, just not in the way right. that you thought. And so they do. Wow. And then right. Hilarity we're at the future. So, so then apparently the show is going to just keep going on wow. by, weird. by like going back and forth. You think they and, would have sprinkled that out. Yeah. I don't know. The whole, the whole thing's weird, but it's, uh. It's very much like parenthood in a way, because when that show started, I didn't know where that was going to go either. Right. Yeah. It's like, what's the gag? And the gag is basically that you just find more 
puppies to Weird kick. Thing. Right. <laughs> that, that's what this right. that's what this show has going for it, really. Um, but but it's not bad. It's not it's not that's horrible. not the worst show. It's not horrible. Not All right. No, that's not even I'm close. For this one. Uh, okay, so next, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon was uh, actually a big surprise for me because it's pretty good, yeah. and I actually am interested to watch it right. and see what they do with it. Which uh, you know, I had no expectations going into that show. Uh, Lethal Weapon and The Exorcist are basically the two shows for me that maybe I just went in with the right super low right. expectations, and yeah. that was good enough. But The Exorcist was a lot of fun. Yeah, you said kind of creepy, and spooky, right? Like. A little eerie it's, in the right way. You know, I don't know who it's going to scare, but it is yeah. creepy. It's it's creepy like you don't want your little kids in the room watching. Right. It's like got right. weird, gross, like kind of exorcisty yeah. crap happening, yeah. right? But, um, you know, it's got like some maybe scary moments or whatever. Yeah. But the thing for me with that show was just that uh, they were they were taking it like kind of so seriously, but then it was almost like they were humble about it at the same time. You know, they were going, you know, look, this isn't the next greatest thing. Right. This is just like a fun idea of yeah. turning this into a show and we'll actually try to have characters yeah. and, cool. you know, uh, and not just yeah. you uh, can, you a cat can. jumping on a piano right. every time you turn around. <clears throat> and it, it, it had oddly like a similar sensibility to the movie, you okay. know, that it, things were not scary yeah. for modern day right. cats on piano reasons. Right. It was like this weird tension that we would actually try right. to build. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it's not great, but I was like really surprised. Yeah, uh, cool. it, it was really pretty good. And lethal weapons sort of the same way. I was really surprised that they turned that into something worth watching. Right. And it had its moments of being overly cheesy too, but it was, it was fun. Mm. So uh, anyway, if it, lethal weapons one, that's like, if there, if you think there's any chance that you'll like it, you probably yeah. will. All right. Next is uh speechless. Right. That's a really good show. Looks good. And uh, if that show has a couple of good episodes following the pilot where it can kind of move its way through like the establishment and not just trying, not just right. keep trying to overly play the shtick right. and, and just kind of get on with it, then I think it's going to be a show that yeah, everyone's cool. going to like and is you know, going to go far. It's really cool. And what's really cool about it is that it's about, you know, obviously a mom of a child with special needs yeah. is in a wheelchair and has all these, you know, she wants the school to do everything that she thinks it should and everything. And the good part about the show is that the kid is like just totally normal kid. Right. And like, you don't see that coming. Yeah, kind of. Right. He's just he's like, if you made a show, if you made like Modern Family, and then at the last second, after you had the whole season already written, at the last second, you put in this character, you right. go, oh, and guess what? He's he's, he's got, right. you know, some, some kind of disability. Right. And then, but like all his lines are still the same. Right. Everything that happens to him is still the same. Right. And that's like what this show is. And yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. Cool. It's almost odd to watch because yeah. you're like, what? They're yeah. just, you know, there's, there's parts that I think are awesome that probably easy to overlook where, you know, the, the dad like makes jokes at his expense Yeah. where you're like, what? Right. But 
Right. But he does it to, to his other kids right. or, you know, whatever. I mean, not There's like, no not like meanly, just like kind of <laughs> no. like ribbing him and, right. and poking fun at him right. and stuff. And, uh, you know, calling out the fact that he's in the wheelchair, you know, right. like there's there's one scene where they have to uh, they have to chase down mom and keep her from doing some crazy thing or whatever. Yeah. And so he's only got two of his kids, uh, the daughter, and they're in the big van and the, and the one in the wheelchair. The right. dad's like, well, one, one of you has to come with me and chase down mom. One of you has to stay here with the car. How will we delegate yeah. these <laughs> these jobs or whatever? Right. And you know the kid like small, sure. you know. Right. right. But it but it's like what? It's, yeah. So I think it's it's crazy awesome show yeah. that they that they are kind of so committed to right portraying him in that way and his family as treating him in that way. Right. It's it's really cool. Yeah. And, and that is cool. And it's a funny show. Right. And it's and it's good. So. Uh, designated survivor. I was a little surprised by that actually, because yeah. it was actually kind of good. I heard someone who'd seen it also said they were really <laughs> having, like, in, you know, they were anticipating seeing a few more of those. Yeah. So I, like this isn't bad at all. It's going to, it's going it's, to it's last right. for a while at yeah. least. It's, uh, and I think they just like the com the, the concept of it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not necessarily brilliant, but, uh, Kiefer Sutherland is really good in it. Yeah. And, that also has a, some kind of cheesy parts. And as far as the pilot goes, one of the problems with it, which may or may not bother people, is that everybody else is kind of, you know, spray painted on the wall really right. quickly right. <laughs> during right. that because they've got a lot of people and they're not really going to pay a lot of attention to them. They're just paying attention to him. Right. So, right. But he's really good and that show is surprising. All right. Uh, pitch is the uh the woman playing baseball gets uh gets her ticket to the san diego padres and that show was really surprisingly good too yeah Um, i really liked that show and i uh i kind of thought that was going to be a show where they're just overplaying everything and and going for easy laughs and setting up situations yeah like three's company kind of thing and things are like you know too obviously put together you know like the team doesn't want her around and you know there's like ten thousand seventies 70s or 80s movies that you can you know cut and (laughs) paste scenes right and but no it's really pretty good um so anyway that one's good notorious is uh really a fairly stupid show that's probably vying hard for the top spot even even though it doesn't get it no No, uh, but that that, that and bull is a tough call. If you've only They're got neck neck if, though, if you've right? only got that and bull, <laughs> yeah, because the show is so the, the show is so over the top. It's like a really really bad soap opera, just right. in prime time. Right, and it's not even like a good prime time soap opera. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's like a really bad one, and and it's uh, it's it's lawyer and the lady who runs the news show it's piper parabo which right. makes me sad because she, i like her yeah. and uh, i liked covert affairs and uh, she was good in that and that was a fun show that didn't have to take itself too seriously right and this show it's uh you know this high profile la lawyer kind of colludes with her to make the news shape the news right. you know have stuff happen and come out in a certain way use her show to have the anchors kind of throw suspicion on other people 
And, and, you know, like just like a surprise attack guests that didn't know anything like that might be coming because then that throws doubt into the, whatever the zeitgeist that the potential jurors will absorb or who knows what. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's really, it's really goofy and and it's got 10,000 things happening all at the same time. And it's just, it's like, uh, it's just, if a little bit of this is good, then if we just do 10,000 of it, then that, right. that's even better, right? Right. Anyway, uh, it's pretty goofy, so it'll probably be a hit because it sort of fits in with the Shondaland scheme right. of things. Whole, yeah, but, that world. Anyway, okay, uh, so we've almost covered everything. Son of Zorn is the animated, animated live action yeah. combination which yeah. uh is is not a good show right but uh it's it's one of those where it just you know tells you how screwy it is in the in the basic premise so if you play along with that it, it's got some pretty good moments in it and Jason Sudeikis uh voices Zorn, Zorn. who's the animated barbarian who flies in from this island that you can apparently fly to where everyone's animated and comes back to see his kid who's 17 now and finally gets uh you know railroaded into staying to have a relationship with his son and you know hilarity ensues and it's it's him trying to exist in the regular world and it's it's so screwy yeah. that it, it's really fun at times. It, yeah. it, I mean, it's, it's not pretending to be anything, but really goofy, you know, stupid fun. So, yeah. And so it kind of works. So, yeah. So that one's fun. And then uh, there, there are a few that aren't out yet that haven't premiered yet that are coming like uh, October 3rd or 11th. There's timeless, which oh, yeah. is the uh, traveling through looks, time, saving the, saving the world thing. That's actually really good. It looks aesthetically but, great. But I'm not movie. sure if it's going to grab audience, right. Yeah. right? And and it deserves to. That's the show uh, right now for me that, it, like, if it doesn't make it, I hope somebody else picks it picks up. It, yeah, like, like, suddenly it's on or Netflix or, or yeah, sci-fi, right. yeah. Yep. Um, because that one looks like a lot of fun, but it looks like a show that you have to let it have like a few episodes right. and get into it. You know, it's, it's yeah. like kind of a, I don't know. Anyway, then there's Conviction, which also looks really good, um, but odd. And it's um, it's the one about the, the, I forget what they call it, but it's like the Conviction, like reassessment task force or something where... Mm. Uh, where they have like lawyers, people who were convicted and get them off or or see what happened. I don't know, but it's kind of a new spin on a legal drama and it looks like uh, it's a lot of fun. And then American housewife is, uh, I think that one's the 11th and that's a sitcom and it's just basically like, it's like odd mom out, but with also weight issues if you're familiar with odd mom out it's uh you know she lives in wherever she lives with all the uh moms that are you know have their supermodel bodies and doing yoga all the time and she's like a regular person and tries to fit in and hates them all and 
you know, hilarity ensues. And then her kids have to deal with that. And, and it's, it, it's very sort of like, I don't know, almost like Roseanne without quite those money issues, right. <laughs> you know, but it's, right. but it's like, they're trying to be regular or yeah. whatever they're trying to be, right. except that they're trying to be regular in a world of regular. And she's trying to be regular in, you know, like Hollywood or, you right. know, what, whatever, Orange County. Yeah. And uh, trying to, trying to get with those people in the, the first episode is kind of funny because her neighbor is selling her house and her neighbor is like, I forget her name. Her neighbor is like fat Marge or something. Right, and right. she's the second fattest person in the neighborhood. So she moves. Now I'm the second <laughs> fattest person in the neighborhood. Right. And that's like a whole other right. thing yeah. because nobody cares who the third fattest is. No. That's not, that's no. not a measurement. Right. Anyway. And the uh, worst show of the new season, uh, if you've checked off your list, you know who it is because right. we've covered everything else is MacGyver. Right. I, w- I didn't think that was going to be your worst, but I'm like, he hasn't mentioned MacGyver. Which is, so huh. awful it's it's not Weird. only it's not only awful it's uh you know m- my big thing it's it's absolutely convinced that you're an idiot if you're watching it it's yeah. it's like by for and about stupid people even though one of them is supposedly a genius yeah. it's uh it, it's like macgyver mixed with james bond mixed with like 10 other things the uh, on the side yeah the plot is the plot of the first episode is like Scooby-Doo would look at it and go, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> it's everything that happens. Do you like is, the original? Do you like, I like the, the I like yeah. the original. Okay. Before they turned him into a James Bondian kind of. Yeah. Before man. it like, got into like a whole it, lot of episodes. Right. Before right? MacGyver became MacGyver. Like, like when, it was, when it was like season, it was great. Like when it was season 27. Right. And right. we had no idea. And you right. just had, you had a whole room full of people going, I don't know how to make anything else. Right, right. Like we we've done just, everything. If you're a super villain and you've got MacGyver around, you're like, sweep up the floor. <laughs> right. Dust the room. Right. Leave no fingernails. Like, you know. Right. And this show, it's, it's so, it's so bizarrely dumbed down. It reminds me of Scorpion. Yeah. Which is supposedly the show about geniuses, right. except that they all do stuff that if you had like a high school education, you could be, you could join the crew. <laughs> yeah. And and this show is it's the same sort of thing. It's all super dumbed down. They label stuff on the screen, right? When he's like gadgeting or whenever anything happens, right? They like label stuff on the screen. Like he's trying to get a fingerprint off a of glass, so he like he gets a <laughs> handkerchief and like wipes the tailpipe of a car and then takes it in. And then later, when he's got the glass, he like holds it up and he's gonna like blow it onto the glass, and it says like soot. Right. Like on the screen, like in case you didn't realize this was soot, this is soot. And then, and then they do it for everything. Right. Yeah. They'll look at, he climbs into this plane in, in like the dumbest scene I've ever seen since like the A team. It's a scene that if it was like on the A team, you'd go exactly. That perfectly fits with a team, you know, nonsense. Right. Where he climbs up the landing gear of the plane and then he starts looking around and he's looking for like the landing gear thing to cut it so the landing gear won't go down they can't continue flying and they have to turn back around and land right Right. and he like looks up in there and there's just a bunch of wires and lights and crap and it says electronics right 
really? Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and there's a part where he's got like an electromagnet. He's making an electromagnet. He explains making an electromagnet, but he, exp- and he takes the stuff apart and they tell you what it is. You know, like right. wire. Right. Like this oh, is, you know, whatever it is. But he talks about making an electromagnet like he's making a particle accelerator. <laughs> like it's like you probably have never heard of an electromagnet right. or don't understand what it would mean for there to be one. Right. Right. Like, you know, like, like really you're in fifth right. grade. I it mean, would be really funny to see like a human sexuality course taught by MacGyver then. Yeah. With all the labeling. It's, that would be a riot. It's super bizarre. Yeah. And it's absolutely committed to the idea that you're an idiot. Oh, I mean, yeah. just, Super, super dumb. Yeah. And the story is just dumb enough that maybe you'll follow it, yeah. especially if we point at things a lot or something or re-explain what's yeah. going on. And and it it's such a, a weird combination of trying, like, this is MacGyver now. Like, mm-hmm. MacGyver didn't make anything that you couldn't have made. Right. Like, he didn't make something, and now you learned how to make something. Yeah. He didn't make anything that you don't know how to make anyway. I mean, if this was a show on like Disney XD or something, like kids would watch it and go, why are you talking to me like I'm an idiot? I remember (laughs) the old MacGyver actually got me interested in studying physics. Like I I legitimately had interest in it because of some of the stuff that he did. This sounds like it would make me legitimately never look at science ever. It's it's horrible. It doesn't even come close enough to science for you to connect it with science to not be interested in science like, because of you know, this. It's it's so it's like it's like degrading watching it. Yeah. It's such a it's wow. such a weird thing. And like I said, it's it goes through every there's there's a part they also do it it's not necessarily just when he's building stuff, but also when they have a stupid moment that they want to uh, get you to believe or something. Yeah. So like he's pretending to be a waiter and he's carrying a tray at one point and people come in, we're going to shoot at him. Right. So he's got this tray and he like holds it to the side kind of. So that the little memo can pop up on the screen yeah. that says like whatever, like really high aluminum steel or whatever, you super know. thing yeah. it is that we make our trays out of. So that when he holds it up, like to block the bullets, you'll go, oh, well, but see, it was the super alloy, whatever. And you're like, what? (laughs) I mean, first of all, that's not a thing. Right. You don't don't get to do that. You don't make your trays out of whatever. And second of all, he didn't see the note. He right. doesn't know what it's made of just right. because he happens oh, to be he holding it. He right? knows. He can tell anyway. by the metric weight. Anyway, all right. So uh, that's pretty much the shows of the season. Uh, pick what you want to watch Yeah. based on Let that. Let us know. Yeah, exactly. Let us know if you want to take down Mark. Uh, yeah. Like if you if, really love MacGyver. Yeah, if you think MacGyver is the next best thing. Uh, the sad thing is, is that it's on CBS. Yeah. Uh, because much like Bull, that's also on CBS. on CBS. Oh, yeah, they're going yeah. to have a big matchup. Because um, CBS sticks with shows. Right. And, and, you know, they don't come out with 20 shows a season. Right. They pick like their they like few and, yeah. they, and they stick with them usually. Yeah. And basically they kind of let something go on for like, you know, five or six episodes and hope that, it builds a little or something. And, yeah. you know, CBS really has this thing like we're CBS right. and we put it on. Right. So it's good. And you'll like right. it. 
and and then they stick with it. So, Maybe. so we may have a lot of that. MacGyver is the best show to watch on TV, though, <laughs> yeah. because it's fun, right? Uh, right. Sort of. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So we're uh, wasted enough time. So the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll have time to uh, get to our critic takedown, but yeah, we waste, we wasted tons of time uh, on a bunch of stuff that nobody cares about anyway, but the magnificent seven. So it won the weekend. It's got big stars, yep. Ethan Hawke, Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt. Right. Uh, and y- you would think it's got something going for it. Just being the magnificent seven, like how wrong can you go? Right. So it's a safe thing for sure to head to theaters right. to see. Um, you've got to be thinking, unless you just have no idea that this is based on anything uh, else. Maybe, or, maybe, maybe <laughs> like, this is an original concept. Right, right. Like, uh, you could be in that window of right. people. And then who knows? Then it's a Western trying to sell you, which yeah. is tricky. And you better just be a big Chris Pratt or Denzel Washington fan right. or whatever. So right. anyway. Um, so jumping out with the ratings though, this was actually really easy for me. It's funny. Cause I was listening to some old episodes right. uh, the last couple of days and, and it's like, I almost always say that this they're really hard, hard to rate. Yeah. This was actually really easy for me to rate because, um, you know, not to over explain the rating, but, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I had fun with and there was a lot of stuff that I hated and ultimately I kind of had a good time yeah. at a lot of parts. So it really easily fell into just slightly better than average. So I'm six. Oh man, I had it. I had you off. I, I actually had you at average. Um, yeah, that's what, you know, it's always funny when we do this, it, it's chock full of people and stars and it's got a budget, it's got action, it's got all these things. And there's something for everybody. Like the woman who sold us our ticket, couldn't care less about Denzel. She loved Vincent D'Onofrio and the right. fact that he was in it was enough to make her flutter. And in, and in like a weird character. Right. And in like a strange yeah, kind of yeah. thing that is very Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrianistic. Whatever. Yeah. It's him. Uh, I actually had a little bit of fun with it and I was a little annoyed with it and I felt like it was pretty average. I was yeah. at five. Yeah. You know, I just, I thought if anything, it would have been almost six and a half for me. And then I realized all the talent, all the budget, all the capability, all the, po- all the possible potential. And it should have been seven or eight. And the fact that it wasn't and the fact that it, it should have been seven or eight, it, like at a starting point. It should have just been so easy. And and for me, the fun of the film was the first 35 minutes, you know, when you get to see Peter Sarsgaard and yeah. really how ruthless and believably crappy he is in that time period. <clears throat> you know, I was having fun with him. I'm like, okay, this will be the kind of dangerous adversary that they'll need. He's not just a tying up a woman, leaving her on the train tracks kind of guy. He's the I'll kidnap your woman and burn down your village kind of guy. Yeah. So, Okay but he still played it a little too, too oily for me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really, uh, I can't really give you the, uh, I liken him that much. He was, he was okay, but he really, for me was, you know, like the first time we see him, maybe, maybe like the first, the first couple of minutes, maybe or something, but he was just too twirling his mustache. Like we say this sometimes, He's already at 11. He's unhinged. Right. He's crazy. He'll destroy everything just right. to get the dirt, you know, that you're standing on. 
And then there's no real need to, it almost seems like it took so much for granted that everyone saw a film that's like 40 or 50 years old, you know, right. based on the Western that's based on a Japanese film. Right. This is the third iteration of the seven samurai or the magnificent seven. And I just, I felt like, you know, if you're going to do something this far after the remake, and, you know, then you and, should and really, really this up because you have and, so much. And really it, it's got two problems for me. It's, if you're going to do it, you have to really do it. Right. But the mo- it's actually so different. It is. That, I thought that, that you might as well have just been something else. Done it all. Right. It does so much stuff in its own way to kind of carve its path. And then when it gets to a point where I feel like it's got to make a very easy and logical choice, left or right, it just goes kind of backwards. And it falls into a checklist of stuff that I've seen in films that were sci-fi, fantasy, horror. Like it. It was so terribly predictable. The action wasn't necessarily super engaging. It right. was loud, and there were a lot of things going on. But I never really believed that anybody was in the danger they were in, except that you know this guy can shoot the you know peacock eye two miles away right. if he's backwards and blindfolded. Like, okay, he's the baddest man in the world, but here's six more of them. Uh, even, there was no effort built into the story. It was just based on the preposition that I knew the story and therefore just wanted to see fancy new characters and faces on Right, exactly. I, I didn't like that. Though, as irritated as I was with the last half of the film, and this movie's like 40 minutes too long. That's yeah. a shock for anybody to hear from us, but it's really like feels long. It just should have done more and delivered more instead of believing that I was there to see just things. But for the for the average person who sees five or six films a year, this is going to be a real fun time. But it was for still fun. Yeah. And, and as far as like sometimes movies, cause I was asked this a little while ago, as far as a movie, sometimes just being like a fun time out, like go out for a couple hours and just enjoy yourself. Then this falls in that category. If you start thinking critically about it, it falls apart. Yeah. You know, not because there's all kinds of gaping holes. Yeah. You, 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 you massively can't think about it. And right. there's a lot of stuff in the movie that really bugged me. That is, it really determined to like plant that stake, right? Like to go, look, you will not think about this right. and we will make it very obvious that if you think about it for like a second, right. it will all fall apart. You right. have to just, you gotta just let it run go. headlong through yeah. this movie, even though it doesn't quite give you a chance to do that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, take a really quick break because I forgot uh, to do this and uh, time ran away from us. We're actually getting close to the end of the hour. Right. So uh, we we will have to keep on for a little while, um, unless you have to go. <laughs> but I'm done. Yeah. I said my piece. I'm yeah, out. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to take a really quick break, and then uh, we'll come back. So if you're uh, driving in your car, timing your hour, this this is the time. This is it. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. It's a common expression: don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app. Look it in the mouth. Get amazing services. Thank you. Yo, everybody get up. Everybody get up. 
Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Okay, that's good enough for a break. Yeah. Um, the the thing that's weird for me is, like you said, this the movie wants you to have seen the other movie at least, at, at, least one, right? at, at least that one. Except that if you did, there's so much about this movie to not like. Right. Um, and you know the weird thing the la- the original American version of this movie is a really great movie. And the main reason is because, uh, for me anyway, is because it tries to stay so true to, like, the general sensibilities of the Kurosawa film. Right. Which means that there's a lot more of the townsfolk or the villagers or the, you know, whatever version of the movie you're watching, right? Um, And becoming part of their life and being regular people who are like these outlaws with the other regular people. Right. And, and then, you know, kind of getting a reason to invest in, in this thing that means nothing to you. This little, this little town means nothing. Right. Right. And, and there's none of that in this movie. Yeah. Like none. Right. There's, I don't think there are more than two people in the village who have names. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. that, that are in any way relevant, uh, apart from Matt Bomber's character who gets killed in the first couple minutes, probably right. has a name. Right. If you look at the script or yeah. whatever, but other than that, they go back to the point where they're supposed to be training the villagers and, and getting them on board to help. And you get like nothing out of that. You get like one lineup yeah. of people shooting at a thing. You get one, excuse for kind of a joke with the knives deal and that's it there's there's nothing about these villagers and and it's also kind of a a weird thing like you said if you start thinking about anything nothing that happens makes any sense really i mean almost absolutely nothing uh makes any sense right especially because they build up Peter Sarsgaard in a way that they don't need to. Right. In a way that is not from either original film. Right. As being just this pure evil, you know, he could be possessed. He's the devil. And it he wouldn't is, be right. different, right? Yeah. And and that's not the I, the idea that we're working with, right. but it also makes it so that the whole movie doesn't actually make sense. Right. Because as opposed to the original movies, he really just wants everyone gone. Right. And that that's not what they're after in the original movies. They need the people to still be there right. for the system to work. Like right? they're bandits and they want to steal yeah. their food that they produce. Yeah. And they can't do that if we just slaughter them all. Right. But he can get what he wants if he just slaughters them all. Right. And he's just the guy who would do, would it. do it. So right. how do you have any more movie? Right. Why would he spend any money? Right. He'd be saving tons of money. He's yeah. all, he's already slaughtered some people. Yeah. And obviously doesn't think there's going to be any repercussions for doing so. Right. And there's nothing different about just slaughtering everyone because right. he doesn't want the 
stuff to still be there. Right. He's got plenty of hired hands to kind of take over Ooh. businesses if he needed yeah. to. I mean, I mean, the whole thing like doesn't make any sense. And then it's weird. And then all along the movie, there are all these other things that don't make any sense. Uh, they that just kind of stand out if you try to think about the movie at all. <laughs> and, and one that I find just fascinating in a history of film sort of way, kind of, yeah, is that they take over the town at a certain point. Right. And then they go, okay, we've got seven days until he comes back. So we have to make our preparations, except that the movie has built into the scenario that's happening that they now have a bank full of gold right? that they could just take because right. they took over the town. And these men would know that. And, and they'd just go get it and be like, guess what? Uh, right. they, all know, they all know it's there. You yeah. are all set. We can go right. anywhere and yeah. build our new 10-building town right. and hire our own crew of people right. to be our enforcers. Yeah. They have a bank full of gold. Yeah, yeah. a whole mountain full. <laughs> that yeah, they're just, really this. That yeah. they're just sitting there yeah. on. Anyway, and uh, but but also it's got a lot of other weird problems. And like you said, it just wants us to look at these people, and it comes up with a bunch of like tired, cliche, goofy yeah. scenes to introduce us to everyone. Yeah. The only one that was interesting was Vincent D'Onofrio right. was pretty interesting. Right. The Chris Pratt thing, he's got to fight these two rubes with his magic trick. Yeah. That whole scene is like <laughs> – maybe five minutes long and like four and a half minutes too long. And it just, we just looking at him for fun. Right. And the, the same thing happens when we uh, get to uh good night Robichaux. Right. Who has now wasted the coolest name ever. Right. <laughs> Be- right. Because we did not take advantage of that in a good enough movie. Right. Uh, we see him in the, in the goofy quick draw contest thing where the guy you know let's do it for real it's it's literally like we took uh from the oldest western we could find right trying right we were just going it's a movie right right so we don't have to try anything else it's just impressive that you can watch this thing and you duck when the train comes at you right? right and we took that and said I think that still plays yeah. and stuck it in this movie. And the, you know, the totally, the, the just, it's almost corny. Yeah. And, and then that's stuck into a lot of stuff that you like. Right. And is fun. And most of the stuff Denzel Washington does is, is really good. Yeah. Most of the stuff that Chris Pratt does is really good. I was actually really irritated almost by Ethan Hawke. Um, being, like mishandled and wasted right. because that's a cool character a cool character that we could have a lot more going on with. And, and they throw in this thing where he has his right hand man, right. Um, which is not actually from other movies. That's the, right. the connection be- between yeah. the two or anything that's, yeah. that's new for this movie and kind of cool. I mean, not absolutely right. original. No, like no one ever said it before, right. but, it's okay. but it makes them into into really interesting people that at the end of the day, we create this little thing to make very interesting characters and his character, the guy who uh, is having all these self doubts and runs away. That's an actual thing from the other movies. Right. 
uh, both of them. That character is, is the real thing. Right. But we add this kind of new spin to him where he's got to not only abandon everyone else and the town, but he's like running out on his right hand man guy. That's even like another level. Yeah. And that's really interesting stuff. And we just leave it lay there because there's other stuff that we want to look at for a really long time. When uh, we waste a lot of time not doing things like not doing something more interesting with his character, we just treat his character as, uh, we need the guy who runs out later. Right. And we don't really, just because he talks to Denzel Washington for a few seconds does not mean that we've really like kind of gotten into that character. Right. And all of the stuff, like the movie is too long. Yeah. And yet there's a bunch of stuff that it doesn't do because right. it doesn't do anything with the town. It doesn't do anything. Um, you know, this is like, I, I always screw this up on uh, which Clint Eastwood movie this is um I I feel like it's High Plains Drifter but I don't think I'm right uh you know the one where he does the same thing basically he comes in and saves the town and forces them to uh learn how to booby trap the town and you know all that stuff And, and and that movie you know all about the townspeople and and uh exploring them and and the era and the setting and stuff. Right. And this one just kind of like, you know, shows you what might as well be just like a stock photo of old Tucson and right. goes, see, now, you know, Here, right. I mean, there it is. Yeah. So, you know, and so it's, it's clearly just wasting tons of time and also not doing things that it should it be should doing. Be doing it, right. it, you know, if, if it was way too long and did a bunch of stuff that was kind of, flashy and not interesting but also was at least doing the things that it should right you'd give it a break it for that right just looking over antoine fuqua's like imdb stuff which doesn't give his age but it's interesting like, looking <laughs> back it's like looking back over the last 15 years all the way back to training day he has been consecutively and consistently for me average you know southpaw the equalizer olympus had fallen shooter you know, King Arthur, you know, just, this is that. Yeah. And, and it's strange. This feels very much what, uh, if I had concentrated a lot on him instead of the cast and just the genesis of the real good story that it was being built upon and what they could do with the crazy budget, special effects. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have thought it was just going to be average. I think when we went to go see this, I genuinely had an expectation of like no less than seven, seven yeah. and a half. Yeah. I'd, probably I'd, not a ceiling of 10, but maybe uh, I did, nine. I like, did. I did too, because, because it's just, like, it's like I said before, you know? yeah, you're remaking you know, a story that, that obviously works really right. well. Right. And you're just updating it. And here updating yeah. it means uh, that there's a lot more people you have to kill. Right. Um, a lot more people right. show up and all they do with it really is that uh, we have a bunch of explosions. Yeah. We have a theory of protecting the town that actually doesn't make any sense. Like, right. But makes for good shots. Right. 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 And what they, what they have working for this movie is a bunch of special effects people. Nobody who is like a historian or strategist, right? <laughs> because all. because the plan makes no sense anyway. Yeah. Uh, the the theory of their plan means we get to kill a lot of people, right. and a lot of things explode and everyone dies. Right. 
which is not the plan you come up with when you're trying to defend yourself, right? right. And, and then I, I can't wait until this hits the internet when somebody counts right. and actually takes the movie apart yeah. because they kill at least three times as many bad guys as showed up. Sure. Because they just, they just keep coming. They just kept coming and they just kept shooting them and they show them on this hill when they ride in and you see him and it's like a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of your seven, but we had a couple of explosions that (laughs) killed, you know, dozens and and then they just keep dying and dying. And then after they've all died, then all of a sudden there's still a bunch of them left at the Gatling gun or whatever. Also, you know, just because I have to throw this out, not somebody who's overly familiar with how Gatling guns work involved in the show or what the potential for destruction of them is. Uh, But it looks good and sounds good. It's funny. It's kind of funny in a way, in in like a movie making way, where if you make a sci-fi movie, somebody's got the Uber Laser 2000 or something, right? That, That can do whatever you want. Sure. Because you're making it up. Right. If you make a movie old enough right. about a weapon, contemporary guns in the time that yeah. that people don't know anything about, it's the same. It's the same sure. gig. Yeah. Where you could do exactly the same yeah. thing. And well, it's, it's funny. This Gatlin gun is almost like <clears throat> based on the times it has appeared in other movies. Not like a real gun, but like, hey, I saw a Predator do this, so that right that be what a right. Gatlin gun can do. You know, it's just like, all right. I guess it, it's like what it's like what happened is they know that you've seen lots of other movies and right. stuff. And really what they have is more, like a rail gun, right? It's a it's gun. They have like a, a mo- they have a modern yeah. day gun and they go, look, Gatling guns spin in a circle, we'll do that. Yeah. rail guns spin in a circle right. so oh, they wow. can do the same yeah. thing. Right. And, <laughs> and it all works out anyway. Um, yeah. But, but also just the fact that we, uh, pay so much attention to trying to get to this end game yeah. that that's what's going to happen. Right. Like it all builds up <laughs> without, uh, you know, really getting into the characters like, like Vincent D'Onofrio, this is a film I think made and not that it's necessarily the director's fault, because I think there are a lot of points on this where I would say the direction it's, is, is it's good. It's, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of the movie that happens in a way like when we meet Vincent D'Onofrio's character and we see him for like a minute and a half, right? maybe two minutes in like the little introductory part. And we've covered his lines and everyone's kind of had like a chuckle right. at him or whatever. And then we're like, that character's done. Right. Like we get it. We've got everything we want to know. You'll figure him out. You right. know who he is. We don't have to really talk about him anymore or whatever uh all what we need to do is get to where we're where we're digging trenches for like two days yeah for no reason right right <laughs> you could have done something yeah. else yeah. i mean you know the hours and manpower involved in digging those stupid ditches that they're in right that don't you don't have that to do don't that. do anything yeah, there's no reason for them to be there they didn't have a scheme yeah i mean really i thought they were i thought they were digging pits at so first I, that so the I horses were going to fall into, into right, right. <clears throat> he's actually and, excuse and me those scenes it's strange the scenes that were the best for me weren't the action scenes they weren't the scenes driven by action they were them interacting with each other yeah and that's yeah. And that's why i said you know the first 40 minutes when you have the montage it's not really a montage but you have the recruitment you know chunk of the film where denzel has to go around and pick all these stray weird dangerous <clears throat> people up 
and and, and, just and tell he, them like they should come with and, him. And he's, no reason and he's got a connection to some. Right. He doesn't he's have any connection some, to some. Right. Whatever. And, and for me, the best part of the film is that. And then later, when it starts bridging those two moments, when they're in the town and they're working hard, but they're all just kind of like the seven of them are hanging out, and you see reflections of their personality, like on the porch. Right. And there's and there was talking. And there's such a great varied. Moments. Right. crew of people yep. and and it, all that stuff is really good it's great and and will mostly that together with the fact that uh denzel denzel washington can just kind of be awesome right. and turn on the charm yeah. and chris pratt yeah to, to another a different extent yeah in a different way kind of the same thing yeah. he can just kind of charisma you right into watching almost anything it will carry you through the sure. movie yep. and make Absolutely. it be about average. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's so much stuff that misses and is, and is weird yeah. that it just can't get better than that. Yeah. And it, and it really should. It really should. It, I it, agree. it really should, especially with them it. in it. If you just. Absolutely. If you just made uh, you know, halfway decentness and yeah. them. Right. And paid a little bit more attention to stuff, but it, the, it's also weird because um, Peter Sarsgaard, as I said, it is really a divergence from the whole theory we're working right. in the other movies. Um, just even in the fact that he's just there, right? Like he's not the bandits who just show up, right? He's yeah. he's, just there. he's just there, and he just wants the land, and he's the most evil person ever, right? And it from taking, I guess, what you can from the earlier movies it it makes the whole theory of him so much different yeah and they overdo it and then they kind of spend a lot of time on him too yeah where it's like they just keep saying it at you it's like every once in a while he has to show up and kill someone right like otherwise you'll forget that he's evil don't you know, don't think we're talking our way out of this because he's really weird. evil. Yeah, that's I, weird. That's like a Darth Vader thing where every time someone disappoints you, you just force choke them at your feet and then promote the guy next to you. Right. You know, every time somebody disappoints Sarsgaard's character, he just pulls this gun out of nowhere and just starts shooting people. Right. Like, All right. So, right. And and there there comes a point, and maybe this movie doesn't quite get there, but lots of movies have, right? And I think this one's getting kind of close if it doesn't get there all the way, but there comes a point where you're, you're not true to uh, the bad guys at all, because um, whether or not you're like historically accurate to the bad guys of the West or some, some real people who were really this way or whatever. But, you know, at some point his own men would just kill him. Right. I mean, someone would go, I think maybe I'll be in charge yeah, because he's not, right. he's got nothing to keep them from doing that. Right. Really. I mean, right. they, they have the gold as sure. much as he does. They know where everything is. We're, we're yeah. in a completely open land of no law <laughs> right. either way. Right. And, you know, he's only got the fact that he's crazy and he'll kill you. Right. And, you know, you would think at some point of, of showing him so much too, right. That we have to keep watching him yeah. at some point. It has to make you think, wait a minute. Right. right, right. <laughs> I mean, one, yeah. one of these guys, that crazy uh, Comanche that he has on his payroll. Yeah. Might, might see Decide. things a little differently right. if yeah. no one else did. Right. But anyway, and then uh, actually I have to say that too, because uh, I do want to mention, uh, I was really disappointed with the way that they get their, their Comanche right. uh, partner. 
I don't mind him being a Comanche, right. but it was, it was so like they went, uh, all of a sudden they went, shit, that's six. Yeah. We need with someone, right. someone else show up yeah. for some reason. Right. And, and he just wanders in right. and then we have a couple of minutes. It's like, all right, he's in. Right. And, and it was just, it was yeah. lazy. It was it, really it, lazy. It, was. And that was, it wasn't even a bad scene either. Right. It's except but that it, upon it just its place in the yeah. whole movie was yep. just such a lazy version of going, I don't know, I need seven. Yeah. And then they right. go and then they it's like they look at the other movie and go, I can't really figure out anything interesting about the seventh right. guy. So right. it could be anyone. Right. So whatever. We'll let I mean, the audience do it. Anyway, okay. Uh so, so well, we have a few minutes left in our uh in our in our, our ninety minute version. We could uh really quickly do our critic takedown. Right. Because everybody's interested and yeah. wants to know, yeah, and yeah. and uh, and we got a letter, and we got we got the letter, and that's what you do. Yeah, Steve wants to know. Um, so anyway, this the review in question here, and uh, we will we will link to this. Is uh, as I said, Entertainment Weekly. It's Leah Greenblatt, and uh, <laughs> the the uh, review is one paragraph. That is probably about 200 words. I could just read the whole thing. Right. I, I'm not going to do that. But uh, if you look at if you look at the review, it, it goes on and on. You you can sit there and read it while I yeah. talk. You're gonna you're gonna get your perspective. So um, it, you you swing your way through this whole, uh, you know, I don't know. It looks like it's about 200 words or yeah. something. It's like one long paragraph. At the end of it. Uh, she comes up with this, but Efron and Divine are an endearingly loony duo, and as much as Plaza and Kendrick never quite sell their vixen shtick, the supporting cast is wickedly stacked. It's like riding a roller coaster fueled by Red Bull and grain alcohol. Kind of gross, but pretty fun too, and it's a B. That part of the uh, that little excerpt of the whole thing is the only part of that review that is not summarizing the plot. Right. That's, that's all the criticism there is in that review. Everything above it is just telling you what happened. Right. So, uh, and as far (laughs) as I can tell you, you know, just to defend Steve's thing, like you could get that from the trailer. There's, there's not an actual yeah. There's uh, anything that isn't in the trailer. If the, I remember, there's there's not a lot. If you really yeah. studied the trailer, watched it three or four times in a row, and yeah. then uh, just kind of shot together a summary, you could probably come up with that. Um, right. I don't know. And it's um. It it gives you maybe a, a slightly deeper insight to exactly what happens and uh, how the movie comes together. Yeah. But as far as anything else, uh, so that that last part that I left is all you've got to go on for whether or not you like this movie, apart from just a description of it. <laughs> right. So right. so it's basically like showing you the trailer again. Right. And then saying. Uh, Efron and Divine are endearingly loony duo. Yeah. Uh, Plaza and Kendrick never quite sell their vixen vixen shtick, and the supporting cast is wickedly stacked. Right. Which is not really to say that they're good. Right. Just that there are a lot of people you've seen before. Right. And uh, it's like a roller coaster fueled by Red Bull and grain alcohol, kind of gross, but pretty fun too. I don't know how you get pretty fun 
out of so so basically well, that's there's such an, that's the, such an interesting one too because if you're on a red coaster fueled by red bull and grain alcohol you're probably throwing up right like that's not my idea of a good time i almost hope you're throwing you know? up at that point <laughs> well if that's... you know kind of gross but you know anyway so and i i think the final verdict is that i agree that's that's kind of i'm going to go out on a limb here and say it that's it's it's not a review. It's it's not yeah. any analysis of anything. It, if, it might be a trailer review because really there's nothing. If you watch the trailer, when I watched the trailer and I went to the film, I thought, well, okay, the two goofy guys and the two sex pot girls who are going to be dumpster fires. Who are just going to take then, it for a vacation and screw these guys say, over. Clarity yeah. ensues. And right, then it's right. going to be a mashup of hangover, wedding crashers, all these things. Yeah. That's, right that's and what it and, is. and this this review mi- might as well take away yeah. all that stuff that I just said right. uh, all the stuff that I listed right. as the part that actually describes it and just say and hilarity ensues right. and it would be the exact same, same review right. right it would be yeah. it would be a review to the exact same extent yeah i have to suspect that that wasn't actually a review of the movie at all <laughs> that, that was a summation of the trailer with what looked like to be the ambition of the screenplay. Right. And there, and there are, here's the other thing uh, for me, like you said, you know, you said, I think you could just watch the trailer. There's no actual details. Right. In the description of what happens. There's uh, general statements about how, you know, they clean up themselves to go to the all expenses paid Hawaiian getaway. Right. Sweetness is not in their DNA uh, any more than impulse controls in Mike and Dave's. Yeah. It's, but it doesn't tell you any, it doesn't give you any details of what actually happens. It's still just right. like really surfacely summarizing. The, the couple of places where it seems to be intuitive to a film that you've seen, you know, it, describing something like a roller coaster means ups and downs, you know, a lot of really fun moments and a lot of really dumb ones that, a lot of ups and downs doesn't necessarily bring a B to my mind. And when she specifically, she, right, this was a woman's review. She specifically says there's a part in there where she said that all just face plants. Oh yeah. Sometimes it just face plants. Like that also isn't to be like, if you want to tell me that this is a riotous, but kinky and raunchy film, you don't use a roller coaster as a metaphor. You use a rocket, you know, this thing just goes up and up and up until you can't breathe anymore. And then it explodes. Right. You know, I just, I don't believe she saw this movie. (laughs) And I believe if we watch, I I mean, we can't do this. And if we were a video feed, we could actually fire up the trailer and read along and be like, this is when it happens here. That's when it happens here. Like, I bet this paragraph is linearly connected to the trailer. It could be. And what a dumb interview. That that would be cool. A dumb review, rather. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so. um, That's a wacky one. And especially to give it a B. Like that's not Metacritic assuming a B from the tone. Like she, right? She no, no. B on yeah, that. It, it's yeah. got B on it. And yeah. a, even that's even with the non review that that is, you might think maybe C. Yeah. Right. Or and there's a big or, difference or, or around right? or yeah. around that area. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's the world of film criticism for you. Huh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a I, those are so weird when they sneak those by people. Yeah. Right. It, you know, and uh, to be fair, it, a little bit um, to movie critics in general. Right. Uh, I know that there are a lot of movie critics and I know a lot of movie right. critics who, uh, you know, you might work for like your local paper. And, it, you know, I think this, one of the things is that people really have this idea that like all movie critics are the same and right. like all movie critics are, 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 I guess, kind of working in the same 
medium, even, I mean, they are kind of working in the same medium, but uh, you, you know, you go read entertainment weekly or go read your local paper and read the, the critic section, your local papers, critics, you know, may get 160 words right. and go. Right. And uh, you know, the entertainment <laughs> weekly critic might, they might say, look, you've got 200 words. Here's don't go over that. And then another paper, you might read a critic and right. they've got six to 800 words. Right. And here's the caveat for entertainment weekly, because I read it all the time. I've always liked entertainment weekly, even when it's kind of run through its roller coaster. Um, what we saw and what Steve sent us is legitimate, but it's also probably not the genuine review. Entertainment Weekly, typically when the, when the big film of the week comes out, has a major review. They have a two-page spread or a one-and-a-half-page spread. And then later, everybody else also weeks, reviews And then it. subsequent weeks, they have like a little in-case-you-missed-it section where they have a big paragraph or two covering the last five or six big films, and it's there. And that reads more like not the premier review that they would have had in the week that it opened, but rather the subsequent follow-up. Maybe. So there's a sense sure. there that maybe what we're reading is not her fault. Right. It's actually designed to be that brisk and quick. So, but I actually, I have all the entertainment weeklies. I don't, you know, I throw them out eventually, but I think I probably still have that one out of curiosity. I'm going to go look. Right. Just see. Go find out. Yeah. Go find out. I can't believe I'm going to really spend does. time doing this, but now I'm curious. So I will. All right. Well, uh, that's so more that's than enough for any one week of listening to us. Yeah. So uh, God, we're, yes. we're going to get out of here next week. What's next week? Next week is uh, something week really is cool. Miss Peregrine's Home for... Yeah, there you go. Um, Peculiar Children. I'm really, really interested to see it. I haven't read it. I just started reading it. Yeah. Uh, because it's we'll about to come it. out. Yeah, I wonder if we'll finish it. It's not a big book, so... No. It's, yeah, that should be kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I'm really interested to see... I, I'm really interested to go into it from yeah. having read the book right. uh, kind of perspective. But, you know, Tim Burton, it looks... Looks great. It looks really it's cool. In my wheelhouse. It looks great. And me, it's so. just, it's just so crazy. And yeah. what's awesome about it, and what is probably uh, the main reason that Tim Burton is doing it, is because it, it's cra- it's a crazy story. It's crazy, like you know, I don't know, sci-fi, fantasy, right. whatever uh, odd section of the bookstore it's in. Yeah. But it's not just crazy. It's like crazy for crazy right you know it's right. like it's like another level of weird odd people and everything so yeah. uh so Hopefully it'll be good yeah tune in next week and we'll have that for you and a lot more news and interesting stuff yeah. and uh send us in uh, some more critic more. takedowns yeah, or you. any questions you have uh you can go to areyouscreening.com find out how to contact us and uh, I'm just going to throw out once again, please, please share, uh, rate us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 